Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens. It's the Bell, NFC Bell, West champion, 49er faithful UK show. Week 15 and the ever-growing trail of dead birds left in the wake of the mighty 49ers continues to grow longer. The Niners come away from the desert with a 45-29 victory over our divisional friends, the Arizona Cardinals. This seals back-to-back division championships. But division wins aren't the main prize. And with only three games left, win them all and the NFC playoffs run through Levi's. I'm Gareth Ellis and I am joined by Paul Hope. What's up, Fairfall? And Najee Karar. Hello, everyone. So apologies uh, once again from Lee. He's not feeling so good, so get better soon, uh, buddy. Hopefully we will see you on the next show. Um, Still not 100% sure it's not to do with the score predictions, but we will give you (laughs) the benefit of the doubt. Did you you enjoy it? NFC West champions, lads? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Pretty good? Pretty good indeed. Yeah, it's, it's step number one, isn't it? I say every year. Win the division. That cements your playoff. I know we're in the playoffs already, but now we're for sure having a wild card go my, uh, game at home at least, and that's a game. That's that's the game of the game. Win the division and then and then move on to the rest. Step one complete. Next mm. challenge, please. <laughs> still still beaming, Paul. Yeah, yeah, still feeling pretty good. You, you'll chuckle. I've tried to encapsulate Gowland in my talking mm-hmm. points because we got the message earlier, everyone, that he wasn't feeling very well. Yeah. Might be score prediction related because I think he was the only one, Gareth, who was happy when the Cardinals scored that extra touchdown. We'll explain later, everybody, but bear right. bear with us. Oh. And good to see you've got the uh, cap on forwards as well. Oh, yeah. What's and, going and on with see that? You under there. Oh, very Let's nice. Let's go back There's with a t-shirt cats. for the, those of you on the, uh, on the pod beam. So have uh, you lads got your three talking points? I mean, Paul, let's start with you because you're always doing your homework. I am Gareth, and today I was Christmas shopping and I thought three talking points for Gareth. Now, Lee had a bit of a movie theme recently on this segment. Oh so I thought I'll encapsulate a bit of that, but with Christmas. So, very stereotypical, Najee. Us gents aren't known for Christmas shopping, but we've clinched the NFC West, Gareth. So, the first order of business on my Christmas shopping list today was a hat and a t shirt. And for those people who might not know, when you win your division, Trent Williams, that's what he was signalling on the sideline. So I wanted to talk about that kind of gesture and the fact that we've clinched the division. One of my favourite Christmas movies is Love Actually. And that fits because I can't say enough how much I love 23. It was on the Discord chat last night. Tracy was sat next to me, Gareth, rolling her eyes. 23's <laughs> hung up for those people listening on the pod because it had to be done. And then my third talking point was we always talk about money at this time of year and who was on the money more than Mooney Ward. Number seven, we called a pick six for a defensive touchdown on the pod me and Nadji did the other night. I was leaping around my front room and I just thought, I'll have a bit of fun with my talking points, Gareth. So there you go. Hat and T-shirt, CMC, Mooney Ward is the three I want to talk about. Thank you. What have you got? Uh, I, I had to. We had to put the same as as Paul. I think NFC West champion. We've got to talk about that two years in a row. Uh, let's go. That's where LSFG, uh, LFG, as, as we say. Uh, my second talking point is uh, the defense having a day off. Apparently, uh, we're going more on that later. And then 
I, I cannot not talk about Brock Purdy because four, four touchdowns through the air, almost what I called. So very close. Uh, and, you know, he's it, very close to breaking records. Uh, so we're going to talk about that too. Nice one. Lovely. Uh, mine are fairly succinct. I've got sharp offense, sloppy defense, and simply, I love this team. <laughs> That's a good point. I thought yeah, you were going to steal that with the uh, CMC, but um, I think I'm going to extend that to pretty much everybody who's involved in the uh, organisation at the moment. So where where should we start? Let's start with something. Uh, uh, we've won the West. We have taken the division uh, back to back. Uh, we're running the West back to as it should be. I think the days of the Seattle running this division are, are gone um, and I don't see them coming back for the immediate future. What is it? What do you think it, it, it kind of means to the players? Because the division, I always think if people talk bang on about winning their division, if that's all you win, it means you've choked in the playoffs. So to me, it's it's not much. We talk about it. We like it. It's a win. What do you think it means to, to the players? I think it means a lot. It You know, it's teams you play twice a year, so you see them twice as many times as other teams in general. Um and you, it's the teams you're sure you're going to play next year. So why not focus on that? Because that's six-game guarantee you know what's going to happen uh, there or thereabouts. And it's just a lot easier, um, you know, to prepare for those for those teams because we know where they are. We know where they're going. We know what they're going to try to do. Um, we're very familiar with the stadiums. We're very familiar with uh, the coaching and all that. And if you can get net yourself six wins, uh, which is not done, by the way, and it's very hard to do and uh, to win those six games, uh, you're very close of clinching playoffs. Even if, yes, I agree, that's not the be-all and end-all. Um, it's, it's goal number one year on, year after, year after year, to me anyway. That's what you should be focusing on. If you can win those six games or you know five games out of out of four and you can scrape a couple of wins away or a couple of wins against other teams from the nfc uh, the afc you're probably going to have a successful season and not much has to go well if you can just beat those teams so to me it's really important to beat the division and to be division champion it's a guaranteed wildcard home game as i said so you're playing one playoff game at home which is a goal and then you know after that anything can happen but uh yeah no i i personally think it's the best and you know beating the rams and the seahawks and and the cardinals is just a ton of fun <laughs> there's not just words about it really that's 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 fair enough paul yeah i mean john chapman tweeted it out the niners have now won 12 straight divisional wins no other oh. team in the nfl is undefeated in their division and we swept the nfc west last year and i think we were all very excited about that but my first talk on point, Gareth, Trent Williams last night, it showed what it meant to the players. Yes, the ultimate aim is Vegas and the Super Bowl, but they all wanted those T-shirts, hats. We remember, I remember Jimmy's first season when Jacksonville came into Levi's and they had their hat and T-shirt parade at Levi's Stadium. I didn't want to see that. I, I want this team to be competing. And that's the standard. As Nadja said, you win your division. These are the people you play every year. Who thought, especially us, the Cardinals would put 29 points on us? But the reason it means so much to the players as well, Nadji said there, we've got at least one playoff game at home now. 
if we can win the number one seed, it means the players don't need to think about going to Philly, Dallas, Detroit. Don't have to play on artificial turf. The players will go through Levi's. And I think it shows the culture we've got in this team. Fred Warner stood at the podium last night, boys, and said, that wasn't the standard of our defence. We've just won our, well, our highest score of the season with 45 points, which we'll get into. But the defence weren't happy. But you said something, Gareth, that I'm going to touch on. This mm-hmm. team, the positivity that's in the community at the moment. That's why I said the love, actually. It's all around the positive vibes, even when it looked a bit shaky. James Connor scored that go-ahead touchdown. There was no people falling out on Discord. There was nothing in the Facebook group. And I was at home thinking, oh, dear, they've angered the beast now. They've scored first. And me and Nadji said we knew this offence was going to have a good game. But I think it starts with winning your division. I hope we sweep again. Two years in a row sweeping the division would be awesome. So that, that's what I, I'm hoping for. I don't think somebody asked in the group uh, if we've ever done it and I checked and we've never done it. Uh, it's never been done twice in a row. Complete sweep. That just proves how hard it is to do. Um, obviously, divisions were very different back then uh, when we actually won it a few times in a row. We've actually never... I don't think we've ever won it twice in a row with this group of uh, of team. I can't remember. I checked and I forgot. But it used to be the Saints and Falcons with the Rams, obviously. Uh, we swept that. I think we, it's like 82 to 85, we won it every year. But we were like three and three and two and for whatever reason, <laughs> uh, or, or five and one or four and two or whatever. So we never really swept it uh, fully. Uh, we were six and oh in 84, 94. And I think maybe in 70, no, and last year. And I think that's the only time we've, we've done it uh, in the past. So, yeah, you, I, I agree. It would be nice to to sweep it, sweep it again. I don't think we will because Sam Darnold's going to play week 18. <laughs> well, before you go down that rabbit hole, we said last week, Gareth, NFC, uh, we said victory Mondays to sweeter in December. How about an NFC West title winning victory Monday? In I'm December, right. <laughs> with games still to play, everybody. That's Wait. what makes it quite... Yeah. What did you think, Gareth? Yeah, I think it's... As as I said, I think if people talk about... At the end of the season, if you're talking about having won your division, it means you didn't do anything in the playoffs. And to me, it's that bittersweet. It's it's a win, but it's it's only like qualifying for the next round. Yeah. You want to do it. It's that first stage. But certainly, and yeah, you can we can lay it on to your divisional rivals, and yeah, I think it is it is obviously good for the players because, as you said, Nagy, they face these guys twice every every season. Um, those rivalries and personal battles, such as Ward versus Metcalf, they build up in a way that they don't happen generally outside of your division, other than sometimes in the playoffs, as we might find with the with the Eagles or another team. Um, in the in the coming years, so I think there's there's something to it, but it's it's job done. But yeah. that's the job's only partly done. It's it's yeah. the first yeah. job done. All you've done is arrive at site and get your tools out. You haven't actually done anything yet because the real season is the playoffs because that's when it matters. It, you you know you can go unbeaten and sweep your division, and then none of it matters if you blow it in the playoffs. It really doesn't. No one cares about winning your division if you're one and done. Um, They really don't. And I think that's what puts it into context. But it is is stage one that's done. 
Um, let's let's move on from yeah. We've won the West. I think uh, a bit of love for the team. I'm going to do mine. I I just enjoy watching this team play, and I think you you mentioned about it on the Discord. There's we go behind. I was just thinking, oh, it's gonna we're gonna have to go and score a lot, aren't we? And the offense, the players don't seem worried. Shanahan doesn't seem worried. Mm. We in a lot of games this season, you feel like we're in second gear, and mm. occasionally, oh, oh. They've scored. We'd better go and score with this possession then. And and it's just that feeling that if you score, we'll just score back. Um, and then if you score too much, you're just going to annoy our defence and they're going to really <laughs> hammer down on you and, and stop messing about. And we're going to finish you in the in the latter stages of the game. And I think the player personnel, Shanahan's just called fantastic games all season. I think we gave Steve Wilkes a bit of grief. That seems like a very, very long time ago. No, the defence struggled in this game, and I think perhaps personnel and tired bodies uh, and, and what have you tie into that. But I think since he's been down on the, st- the uh, sideline, we've seen that defensive unit performing generally the way that we wanted to. And there's nothing... I can't pick holes in this team at all. I enjoy watching it play. I love all the players we've got. I love the coaching staff and the culture at the organisation, and and it's it's a great time to be a Niners fan. And it's it hasn't felt like this since the late eighties for those of us who are who are old enough, where you just felt we were such a juggernaut. It didn't matter who we played; we mm. were just going to batter through them. It's like, what are you going to do about about this team? What? How are you going to stop this offense? How are you going to stop these players? And it feels like that again. When we had Roger Quaig and Jerry Rice and, and John Taylor, you felt, how are you going to stop all of these guys? We've got that team back. That's what it feels like to me. And you sprinkle in some defensive monsters on the other side of the ball, and you've got a championship-winning team. Uh, and I love it. That's it. That's all I was going to say. You can <laughs> you can take it away, or you can just agree. And we'll I want to ask on. you a question, Gareth, because you listen to the pod. Me and Nadji may have mentioned a certain catchphrase that will be known forevermore. Were you worried at any point on Sunday? Because we might have said that a few times, Nadja. No, we, in the last I think year. we said I think we said it about 150 times that we weren't worried. <laughs> That's why I called the pod. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah, I, I wasn't worried. Uh, worried I, I would actually go further. I was, I was somehow bored because I knew we were going to win it, and I had. Do you guys remember the feeling we had when uh, the Mullins and the Beffords were playing and? Within two possessions, the game was over, and we were just watching because yep. we loved the Niners and we we'll watch Niners no matter what. But there was no, there was nothing. I I kind of felt like that yesterday. I was just like, yeah, this is kind of yeah. Um, I could switch and watch something else or do something else. Uh, I know we're gonna batter them. This is too easy and. <laughs> but it, it was kind of in a, in a good way. I'm not. I'm not saying you know I, I, we're that good. That I had absolutely zero fear whatsoever that this game was uh, in danger at any point. Even though they scored on the first possession and they played pretty well overall, I think uh, they had a lot more fight that uh, that you and <clears throat> you and I gave uh, gave them um, in in the in the preview. I thought they'd quit earlier. I, they fought to the end. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty boring game, uh, despite having almost 80 points. 
<laughs> so you're telling everyone that you're missing the emotional roller coaster, Matthew. No, That's absolutely what you're not. Absolutely not. This is great. I love it. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's just it's just a joy to watch our team play, and the awesome plays that Brock comes out of the bag with, and it's just yeah, it's a joy to watch. But last night it was a bit like yeah, this isn't fair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it seemed routine. It yeah. was just yeah, the yeah. routine victory. It's like, oh, you're going to score some points on this, are you? Okay, Brock is just going to do that outrageous throw to Debo. I just yeah. sat there and I'm kind of like, well, of course. What yeah. else did I expect was going to happen? <laughs> Rather than actually getting off my seat and going, wow, that's amazing. It's just like, <laughs> that's right. yeah. What took you so long, Brock? Come on. <laughs> but we've been seeing it for weeks to everybody, Gareth. We said at the start of the season, enjoy this team. Look at the ride we went on last year when CMC mm. came in and then they had a full off-season. And you've said, we've been through the dark days. Nadji mentioned Mullins, Gabbert. You know, we've sat through two and 14 Gabbert. seasons. And when Carl and John took over, they said, we want to be competitive and we want you to get behind this team. And we said, Gareth, on Thursday, me and Nadji, if the defence struggles, the offence can step in. If the offence struggles, the defence can step in and on both sides of the ball, this team is enjoyable to watch. And it gets you up off your feet. I mean, I was still hollering at the telly. I was still cheering. Tracy was sat next to me, rolling her eyes. And at one point, Nadia, she did say, they've never looked like losing. And I'm not an expert. I was like, well, I'm not an expert either, Tracy. But yeah, I just... And again, we're going to get into the touchdowns, Gareth. You know, Debo's touchdown was absolutely amazing. CMC had enough time to do a roly-poly army crawl, <laughs> get up and still run it in. And to be fair, Nadji, this is a good one for people listening. Tracy said to me, why did that count? Because she thought when CMC hit the floor, that meant he was down. So when he got so, back up and ran it in, I was jumping around the front room. She was like, I thought that meant the play was over. So I said, I will ask my good friend, Nadji Kara to explain. That's, um, we, can, we can talk about CMC and it actually... Brings us to another player we absolutely need to talk about. Uh, a, a nice little return that uh, we got a little bit lucky on. Number 10. Uh, <laughs> it's the same, it's, watch a bit later. So. Uh, it's the same rule. Uh, you have to be touched to be considered down. Uh, if you don't, if you're not touched, then you're not down. It's not college rules. In college, you're down, you're down. Uh, no matter what happens. Um, no, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had so much time. They just didn't want to cover that. That deep half of the field apparently because we scored so many touchdowns on that side, ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, no, that's the rules for people that don't know, people that listen. Got to be touched to be uh, to be down. Either touch after you're down, whilst you're down, uh, or touching you to the ground, which uh, is what happened to our good friend Ronnie Bell. More mm-hmm. on that later. More on that later. <laughs> You can see Paul trembling from here. Well, I mean, let's segue into CMC because that's his touchdown. That was pretty yeah. good. I thought he was going to miss it at some point because Brock put a little bit too much heat on it. Uh, but what a performance. Seven touchdowns against the Cardinals overall. Uh, three on the night. Uh, what was it? Two passing, one rushing? Yeah, that's right. Um, he was unstoppable. Uh, yeah, I love the man too. And I know, I know you do more than me, prob- probably more than anyone apart from Miss O. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Sorry, Mrs. Oh, uh, for for the people on Discord, you'll know. For, if you know, you know. Um, but yeah, he's incredible uh, in everything we do. And uh, I think Trent Trent Williams likes him a lot too. It was a podium thing. Somebody shared it on the on the on Discord. I think. Uh, what was it? 
Began Jim, Began something. Oh, some, yeah, I, I saw that. I mean, while you're looking for that, he handed the ball 18 times last night and had G averaging 6.4 yards per carry as a running back. You know, that's decent numbers. 115 <laughs> rushing yards and a touchdown. Um, he was also caught all five of his receiving targets for a team leading 72 receiving yards and two more touchdowns, 23 wow. touches in total, 187 total yards, three touchdowns, and my trademark catchphrase. I love that, man. And Tracy was sat <laughs> next to me, rolling her eyes. But the kids have got used to me just shouting number 23. And we knew he was good, Gareth, when he came to the Niners. But we're, we're sat here now thinking, if Brock can't win the MVP, which we'll get to later on when we talk about Brock. CMC is a worthy winner. You said, Nadia, that maybe last week he isn't shown enough. And then it's as if they listened to the pod and CMC was like, not shown enough, was I not, Nadia Kara? I'll show you, son. <laughs> and every time he had the ball in his hand, hey, he I, just looked I dangerous, didn't five, he? Five touchdowns. Yeah, no, yeah, he's incredible, for sure. Go on, Gareth. What do you, what do you think of CMC? Well, I, I, I do wonder... I was going to talk maybe a little bit about the MVP conversation, but I do wonder if some of the others are going to split the vote between... We talked about this. People have got their favourites. They've got their player that they will vote for year after year after year, regardless of how they do. Like Mahomes will get a load of votes, Mm -hmm. undoubtedly this year, because people have voted for him before. And I do wonder, because he has got the most scrimmage yards of any player, and it's not even close. I think he's... People talk about Tyreek Hill, who's having a great season think about 1500 yards but nothing on the ground and uh McCaffrey's got that and about another 400 yards from receiving so to me I there's only one player there and I think if that does I think there might be some people who just still can't bring themselves to vote for Brock Purdy it's a seventh round pick he can't be this good so (laughs) I don't know I I'm it would be amazing, I think, for, for McCaffrey. Obviously, Brock Purdy has come out and said he gets his vote. In some respects, I think it would be great, I think, just generally, to see a non-quarterback win it. And I think he's worthy because there is a chance he's going to get maybe something like 15 to 20% more scrimmage yards than the next person on the list. And I think if that doesn't win you the MVP, I don't know what will, really. So... But we're going that's, that's all I can say. You, you've mentioned Brock there. Of all the names that's been thrown at him, Nadji, game manager, yak merchant, Mr. Irrelevant. The one name that seems to be sticking at the moment, Gareth, is MVP because that performance on Sunday, like you said, the touch, the pass to CMC, he escaped the pressure, plants his feet, passes it over. And I know you're probably thinking it's a bit too early, Paul, to crown him, Nadji. But we've had this hate for the last year from the Niners fans. They love to beat us with the stick. You traded it for a quarterback. It didn't quite work out. He's fell in your lap. He's putting it on tape every week. I've been back and I've watched the highlights this morning. I've watched the baldy breakdowns. And I just keep thinking, when I, when I think he can't get better, Nadji, he does. He and that does, pass yeah. to Debo Samuel <laughs> yeah, is just dying. amazing. From the all-22 pro level, it's pl- only where Debo Samuel can get that yeah, ball. It's anticipation, it's touch. Like you said, Nadji, that he, I mean, look, we, we can talk Sam Donald. Brock went off, and I think there was a brief moment in the Discord where everyone was like, not... the season's over. Oh, yeah. Sam Donald's in. Talk about that, but... And CMC said, as soon as Brock come into the huddle and said, I'm all right, chaps, we relaxed again. And that just goes to show you where we were a year ago with Brock Purdy. But I think 
it's like a Disney movie, isn't it? If, if he wins MVP <laughs> and then we go on to win number six this year, <laughs> he's had an epic yeah, no. career in his first two seasons. I yeah, know, yeah. Now, Brooke, I mean, I agree with you, Gareth. CMC is worthy of the MVP award. I just, I just think Brock is better though, um, because he en- enables him. Um, it is, it is the quarterback position. It's like quarterback yeah, it's bias, position. isn't it? Um, and, yeah. I think if I think if it was just CMC scoring all those points on offense and having the game, you know, basically carrying us, I would say yes, yeah, CMC is worthy of the, the the MVP conversation. The problem is Debo is having a, probably his best season as well. Josh Kittle is in the mix. Ayuk's having another thousand yard season, and that doesn't happen without Brock. So for, for me, it's Brock. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's too early to give it to him. He's going to have to carry on playing that way up until the award is decided. That's that's how it goes, it, you know, um, unfortunately. But so far, he's been by far the best quarterback in the league. And yeah, that pass to Debo was amazing. The pass to Kittle that Kittle cut with one hand was incredible. Such So much touch on it. That's, that's not system. <laughs> that's not no. system QB. The pass to Juice on the side, like you know, escapes the pressure and just dumps it to Juice for a first down. Doesn't look like much, but that's not part of the system. Kyle didn't design that. Um, you know, and yeah, some of it is system. Some of it is Debo and Ayuk and CMC, but most of it is is Brock being absolutely amazing. And the past two games, he's just added that element to his game where it's just like, all right. We need to go and score. We'll just do it in three plays. I'll just drop a dime to somebody, and they'll just do the rest. It's uh, yeah, it's it's unstoppable. And honestly, it's it's starting to look like it's not fair. It's mm-hmm. really not fair, especially if you look around around the league and you see the quarterbacks some teams have to deal with. Uh, it's it's just not fair. You know, we've had a Saturday night Nick Mullins versus. Uh, Browning and it's just like well we've we're here with Brock and CMC and we I start to feel a, a bit bad but not really <laughs> I don't not really, we, not we, really we've we've done our shift with those uh yeah no with those injury ravaged seasons so but that's what I was meaning Nadji before we move on like Brock the critics going into that game Gareth was can he deliver it and he delivered plenty of drive extending players like Nadji said there spread the ball over the all over the field didn't commit a turnover didn't fumble didn't even take a sack. And yes, people are going to say it was only the Cardinals, but the Cardinals put in a better performance than any of us foresaw. And you keep thinking, what more can he do? I think the Ravens game, which we'll touch upon later in the week, will be the big one. Because if Brock can do it in that, I mean, we're talking about yeah, the same People game. keep saying if, if Brock can do it in this, it destroyed the Eagles, it destroyed the Cowboys. It, you know, every time people That's what say I mean, if actually, he can they keep, do it. They keep putting the bar up. They've been doing that since yeah. the game against the Dolphins last year. And yeah. like I said, my non-Niners friends have stopped texting me now because every time they kept coming with something about <laughs> Brock Purdy, I was able just to go back to them with something else. And we said last week, we keep saying... Oh, that's the best game of Brock's career. That's the best throw of his career. Then you sit down on the sofa on a on a Sunday night and you're like, "This kid's special." I mean, to the point yeah. where, like, I think we're going to see more 13 jerseys on this side of the pond before long. And the Brocket ship is definitely getting there more and more full by the day. Actually, I'm seeing a lot of love <laughs> yeah. for 13, and that's that's what we want to see. Dak Prescott yeah. supposed to be the MVP candidate. You said Gareth. Didn't throw for a touchdown on Sunday. Nadji just went, oh, Brock threw for four. And we said it just so nonchalant, like, yeah, he just threw for four touchdowns on Sunday night. Homecoming game for him. Week, yeah. <laughs> in his home state, you, you know, yeah, it must yeah. have been emotional. 
moment for me. I had lots of family in the stands, and you think it just made it look effortless. That's, and I think that is what's counting against him. It's the fact that it's effortless. It's the fact that he doesn't have to run around for ten seconds and then sidearm a ball through to to somebody. It's the fact that he's read the game so well. He doesn't ever seem to have to get into that position. And maybe he doesn't have that athleticism to do it. But I think because he makes it look so easy, everyone's saying, oh, it's the system or it's yeah. the players around him. And they're, they're failing, as you said, with the Debo uh, pass. Debo didn't, all he had to do was catch it and he scored. He's he's put it on a plate for him and he's done that. He puts the ball on the plate for the receivers time and time and time again. And I, I don't understand this narrative. Oh, well, it's all yards after the catch. You go, yeah, but every quarterback gets half their yards. Well, it's been it's, it's been shown that he's, he's not. He's, he's 20th yeah. in the league in yards after catch, so uh, as a QB, so, you know. But it's, it's <laughs> that efficiency and that unhurried and cool nature, I think, is counting against him because everyone's just saying, oh, anybody could do it because he's he's making it look so easy and effortless. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, it is Shanahan's system. Everyone's talked about how easy that is on the quarterback. But, but look at our previous quarterback and how he's fared outside of Shanahan's system. And there's, there's an argument there. But it's also look at all the quarterbacks we've had in this same system haven't done what Brock's done. And that's the, the evidence that works back the other way and just shows you just how good he is. But look at, um, and look it's at fantastic. The- Look at Debo's first touchdown, Gareth, wide open. And I, I don't wish to knock Jimmy, but go back and watch uh, the Jags game a couple of years ago. I think it was uh, Juice was wide open. Jimmy overthrew him. And Debo was that open. I thought, there's got to be a flag on the player. There's got to be a foul somewhere. De- Debo just strolled in the end zone. Like Nadji said at the start, it was easy. But it's enjoyable to watch. We've been crying out for a quarterback to come in and not only operate the system take it to the next level and mm. we've heard the stories of Kyle Shanahan drawing play, players up on the plane coming back from when we traded up I'd love to have five minutes with Kyle now and say now you've got your quarterback Kyle gives a sneak preview of what you've got dialed up because he's got the full trust in Brock and we're seeing that week in week out and we keep saying it and I'm beaming it's pretty awesome to see and it's going to continue so buckle up everyone the season's going to be a beauty we we saw that from his well from his first game and certainly his first couple of starts and suddenly you saw this open playbook that for whatever reason Shanahan just just trusted him and it must be it's going through the install and it's going through it and Shanahan says okay what does this play do and Brock just goes this I'll do this and Shanahan's like you've nailed it and clearly other quarterbacks have done that where Shanahan's been like "Mm, you've missed where I was going with this play you've got those two your first and your second read perhaps mixed up. Whereas it just seems Brock has understood it all so completely that Shanahan's just always been happy to call any play. I remember that that first game in the, the Seahawks, was it a second start? We saw plays we'd never seen before because yeah. Shanahan was just absolutely convinced that he could trust Purdy with them because uh, he doesn't want to show those plays and then have them fail because then people see the play and you get nothing for it. Whereas, anyway, we've probably talked enough about Brock because we could bang on about him for some time. <laughs> and the way things are, we could be banging on about him for about the next 15 years. Oh, so um, we'll, we'll have to save something for a future show. Otherwise, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll so, have, you know. Run out, um, run out of superlatives. I think, run out we, of I think we have, 
we've already done that, but we'll have yeah. to create we, some new ones. Should we? Um, <laughs> we'll we'll finish on something positive. I'll I'll save the um the pick six, the defensive score to the end. But the defense did have a bit of a struggling day. Did have a day off uh, with a bit of sloppy tackling, uh, and clearly missed Armstead and and Hargreaves. And I think that's it's a great evidence for if people say. What do those guys do? Because they often don't come out sure, on, in yeah. terms of sacks, tackles for loss. I think that's the difference. You saw what those guys do. Where much to worry about in the defense? Obviously, the Cardinals ran a lot on us, and yeah. we're facing a running team. Well, there's certainly a running quarterback next game. Uh, Nagy, what did you see on the defensive side? Uh, yeah, very poor performance, especially from our main man, Fred Warner. I think that may have been his worst game as a Niner, uh, not just this year, but as I've ever seen. So many over-pursue, so many missed tackles uh, by Imps specifically, which are very uncharacteristically. Uh, I wonder if he was in that mindset that he had when he signed that contract, where he just felt like he needed to do more and ended up doing too much and instead of just his job and needed maybe he felt like he needed to compensate for Hargrave and Armstead's missing and that led to him overdoing it um, which is never a good thing uh, when you're on defense um, I, I will always quote Bill Belichick uh, despite the Patriots looking what they're looking now do your job do your job on defense that's all you got to do um, it's no it's never good to ad-lib on defense. Um, that being said, uh, no, I'm not worried. I think actually that's probably a great thing that this happened on this game mm. and not next week or uh, in a few weeks when it actually really matters. And uh, we play teams that have the weapon to punish us way more than what the Cardinals did. The game was over. Uh, essentially, the last touchdown really didn't make that much difference so they scored 20 points on us it's not that much uh you know we, we did get two picks 29 pick. no i know but the last one was what there was 30 seconds left in the game so it was really i, I think the twos were in at that point uh, I, I wouldn't count that at all um but uh, yeah i think the symptom is the demarcado touchdown the long run mm. that that was very uncharacteristic uh, up the middle. And I think you, you nailed it on the head there. Hargrave, Hampstead are in that game. That play doesn't happen. Um, but no, I'm not worried. Uh, again, you want you want your defense to have a day off every now and then. Perfect Sunday to have it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to recompose them. They're going to look at the film all this week and be like, we, can't, we cannot do this ever again. Uh, we've had our one and that's it. So if, I, if we see another performance like this i would start being worried um because it means we've <laughs> dropped back down to that free losing streak where the defense didn't play particularly well but it, no it was you know if you can play like this and still win by you know 20 plus points almost um it's not it's not the end of the world you only have to be an average defense in the nfl if your offense if you have the offense we have if you're ranked 15 14 defense in the nfl you can win a Super Bowl. That's not the end of the world. Uh, but yeah, we know our defense can play much better than this. Uh, I mean, I'm happy because it kept us scoring. And more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Paul? Did you uh, did you think something to worry about? Even though we said we shouldn't be worried. 
The missed tackles have got me a little concerned. I've looked at the numbers. Um, 16 missed on Sunday. Oh, 14 against the Seahawks. 12 against Philadelphia. But then I've kind of got an optimistic view, which I'm known for, Gareth. So the D-line struggles. We missed Hargrave. We missed Armstead. But this was a game for them to sit out. We wanted them to sit this one out if they weren't fully fit. Mm. But I was secondary stepped up which I'll get to. It's not the secondary's job to fully stop the run game. We said, Nadji, the Cardinals were going to come into this game and feed James Connor. We knew Kyle Murray was going to run around and do his thing. And like you said, that last touchdown, I think Fred did try to do too much. When you go back and watch the All-22 level, I think he gets blocked by one of our players and he still gets an arm in. But the running back, I can't pronounce his name, D. Mercado, he was Mercado, just like a roadrunner. Yeah. He was straight through. And, and it goes to show you in the NFL, fine margins. And, and like you said, it didn't matter other than for Gareth's poor score prediction. And I think Gowlin celebrated that one. Gareth, I'm sure I heard. But again... Yeah, yeah. I could hear him. Yeah, we all could. <laughs> I mean, um, James Connor, uh, 86 yards, 14 carries. And I think they had 234 yards on the night, Nadji, on 30 attempts. Given that we hadn't given up more than 160 rushing yards before this game, I can understand a little bit of concern. But we've put 45 points on them. And that's why I'm smiling. And... and what the Niners have shown us, Gareth, especially Steve Wilkes, if there's an adjustment to be made, they'll make it. And I think that segues us nicely onto our secondary and our cornerbacks because at the start of the season, gents, we were all worried about them. And this would have been a game where the Cardinals could have put up 45 points because if they're running the ball well and if Murray could have connected with anyone other than Trey McBride, we might have been worried. But you mentioned it at the start, you're going to save the best to the last, Gareth. So I'm teeing you up. There was a touchdown you've been calling for all season. You might not have been on the preview pod, but we're not stealing your thunder, buddy. So on that note, I'm going to hand over to you. Well, I think the thunder is uh, it's Nadji's for the prediction. I, I put a demo pick six. You did. Unfortunately, uh, Kyler Murray let me down and threw to the wrong side. Um, well, I had the uh, I had the Brown pick six, so I got it. You've the been name calling for too. a defensive touchdown all season, though, Gareth. That's yeah. what I meant. You have been saying we need a defensive touchdown, so we might have got the wrong name, but I think you must have it. been. Yeah, well, I think I, think, I think Mooney Ward uh, that as well, um, and uh, obviously a, a two interception game. I think he, he clearly read that well. Clearly, uh, it's good to see he's not struggling from a, uh, any injury. And, yeah. and you're right. I think the secondary did step up to carry some of the load because we still kept them quiet in the past game. I think they're not that their wide receiver core is particularly good, but I think all they were getting was runs up the middle. And Connor has burnt us before. He seems to be one of those guys who just seems to have a good game against us. And obviously, they've got, I think, a smattering of tight ends who each got a... Uh, pass uh, a catch or two over the middle and they were clearly whether whether I think maybe as you said um, Fred was a little bit over over keen same with uh, Greenlaw because they felt they had to shoulder the responsibilities in the middle that the fact that it was T.Y. McGill who hasn't played in a while and it was Kinlaw and Givens and maybe they felt they had to have one eye on that and took their eye off their their other duties, and they found some space over the middle. But I think the the we made sure that they didn't have any big passing plays. We didn't give up any of those quick touchdowns. And once again, I think the secondary is is looking good, and the secondaries look better all season. I think Mooney Ward struggling. He almost struggling at the early part of the season. We did look off form, and I think he's got better and better. I think obviously my boy Demo uh, has got better and better and moved into that slot. Uh, I think Ambry Thomas 
is is reliable. Um, we saw Womack make more than a, a few uh, snaps, I think, on a snap count. Uh, mm-hmm. And as I, Oliver, wasn't a liability. Do you say <laughs> that? So that's I, I, I want to say something nice about everybody. Um, there we go. I think I think we have. So it was good to see perhaps the secondary say, okay, we'll we'll carry this one because the the defensive line does need a, a break because those guys have been working hard. Uh, but yeah, I want to see Hargrave and Armstead back for their next game. Yeah, no, it was needed. Um, defensive score hadn't happened, or well, pick six hadn't happened since week three Rams last year, the halfback. Um, so uh, way too long uh, for one of those to happen. Considering the defense we have, it's shocking to see that we don't actually score that many points. Uh, on stat notes as well, if we're there, both sides nine double digit into sack numbers. So... That is good. It's good to see. Still not quite, you know, in in the upper teens where we want him to see. He's at he's at ten and a half, uh, so he's probably going to end up with thirteen or fifteen. Mm, he's saving. He's saving. He's, he's saving it for when it matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, yeah. As I said, if if there was one week to have a day off, and if we if we can take if we can call that a day off when you have a two pick and a pick six, one of those is a pick six. Actually, Gibson got a pick as well on that two point conversion. Um, so, you know, three picks total. Uh, plethora of fumbles that just didn't bounce our ways. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, day off. Uh, just mainly because Fred really, really had a bad game. Uh, Trey McBride made him pay for it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, not the end of the world. Which W and Clincher yeah. went. The West, that's all that matters. There we are. Should we uh, should we go to a uh, player watch? I mentioned it briefly, but I think there really is only one player to start with, isn't there, Paul? <laughs> I don't know what you're all worried about. His arm was down, I knew that. I just <laughs> panicked at all. Wow. wow. Oh, no. So lucky. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the people, the, there is questions of, do we want to see Debo back there returning punts and, and kickoffs? The answer is yes, because that kind of thing doesn't happen with Debo uh, and the centers. Rookies, you know, they, I mean, at least he's learned. And uh, again, if you want a game where it happens and actually doesn't happen, it's this one, right? Not, uh, not in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, take it away, Paul. You, you, your, your heart must have sunk. Though. I thought yeah. we got away with one there. I thought. No, so. he, was, he was definitely down. It, it, but... When you see it, yeah, but yeah, it's tight. I'd... I think mm-hmm. Najee said it earlier, Gareth, Bill Belichick, do your job. When I first got in the NFL, I was sick of hearing Patriots say that. And like you said, he takes the um, return clean, Najee, and he thinks, rush of blood to the head, the spin move straight away got me worried. I thought, I don't want to see you spinning there. And then, like you said, he got hit, ball security. And the, I thought we got away one, Gareth, because at first glance, that ball popped up. I, I text you two lads in the uh, pod group <laughs> chat we've got, and I was like, Bloody Ronnie Bell giving me a heart attack. Second week in a row. So, and like you said, Nadia is a rookie. We, we've gushed over him being in and around the first team. But I think hopefully this week they'll go back to the training ground and they'll put their arm around him. They'll say, look, just call for a fair catch in that situation. Don't overdo it. Yes, we'd all love to see one taken to the house. But you don't want to see that. Gareth, you gave us all. We talked about the emotional roller coaster not being there. That was the one moment where I think the discard, I think all of us kind of like, Bunny yes. in the headlights, like, <laughs> oh, my God, has he just really done that? And mm-hmm. we talk about momentum shifts in the NFL. You know, if that yeah. gets turned over there, Beating James Conner punches one in. And I think Carl was quite calm about it afterwards, given that we did put 45 on them. But, yeah, 
please, Ronnie, can we be talking about you in a positive way next week, buddy? Because uh, <laughs> that number 10 jersey is starting to get a bit of a reputation for Niners fans. I've joked about it on the preview show, Gareth, about a certain game against the Giants. And maybe I jinxed him. So on the Ravens preview show, I'm not going to mention anything at all. That's my new tactic. Just We're not going to mention Ronnie until after the game. Fair enough. I thought he, uh, I think he took another kick or, um, yeah, received another kick. So good to see he goes straight back out. And I think he had a couple of targets or certainly one target anyway. Maybe. So I think that's that's quite good that, um, particularly the way the game went, Shanahan felt he can challenge him and say, okay, let's mm. see how he, how he reacts. You've got to be able to throw that uh, off, throw, throw, uh, get that out of your mind. And the best way to do that is is by by doing it again successfully. So yep. I like him. My only worry is we always we all know Shanahan can be a bit harsh on rookies, especially wide receivers, because he's a wide receiver at heart. But maybe he's softened a little bit. Maybe he's going to put his arm around him. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we I talk about so. before we move on, we talk about effort in this team. Did you see the Steelers? Did you see Pickens, a wide receiver? They were, they were, um, Najee Harris was breaking through and Pickens just literally put his hands up and didn't block and he gets stuffed at the line. And I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter. If that was a Niners play, it's a touchdown. And if it's not a touchdown, Pickens is hauled off and you block. And we take that for granted with our wide receivers. When we all joke, to be a wide receiver for our team, you need to know what to do. So I think Ronnie's got away with a couple. He won't get many more chances, boys. But no, that's true. Uh, at least he's not in the doghouse like I was a couple of years ago. Maybe he should be, though, because they, they, <laughs> they do. Are you good? Mm. <laughs> Uh, players, Shia Brown. Yeah, no, not much to say. Uh, he didn't get the pick I wanted him to get. Uh, got ran by on that big Demarcado. Mm, I think I think he thought Fred had him, and he just kind of gave up on the play. It'll, same again. I think he'll learn. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good either. I, nothing to report on Jaya Brown. Jordan Mason, though, because he's playing now. Um, mm. Cause I, I absolutely I don't understand how he doesn't get more chance. It, Me neither. Me neither. Every time he has the ball, it feels like he's just gonna break it. To, he's gonna either break somebody or he's gonna score. It's insane. Uh, the first run he had for 14 yards. I mean, he had four yards per carry, and one of those plays he got blown out for minus six yards, which is is insane. Uh, yeah, I love him. I I really I I don't think we will resign Elijah Mitchell next year. I think yeah. we might cut him and it'll be number two. Um yeah, love love the guy. Just feed him the ball. Just let him cook. Let let JP Mason cook is is what we say. Uh but I yeah, love think, the guy. surely I'm just thinking Shanahan must be keeping him keeping his powder dry. And just Maybe. keeping him just keeping him warmed up and not unleashing him. Surely, surely that must be it. Because I can't understand any other reason uh not to not to so I, I joke about you having the hardest job in sports entertainment Gareth keeping us right who would George Mason <laughs> and any other NFL team Najee walks into the starting lineup the problem Jordan Mason's got is CMC's in front of him and when yeah. CMC's that awesome Gareth I think Shanahan just I think he wants to give Mason more game time but I think he just thinks <laughs> he can't help himself can he? he's got the ultimate gadget tie and he's like, like even when CMC had the it looked like a knee injury, but he was just adjusting his stuff on the sidelines. And like you said, Najee, to put Mason in and he does like a 17-yard run and you think, we've been saying this kid's good. And then it's 
oh, CMC's back now, Jordan. Just come and sit down, son. And then yeah, CMC goes and you. does something amazing, and you think, <laughs> yeah. I can understand why, but yeah. I think maybe we see more of Mason as the season mm. goes on, especially against yeah. that Week 18 game against the Rams. That could be Nadji's favourite game of the season, everybody. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Mm. That's very true. Yeah. Didn't forget that. mentioned it earlier. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's growing into the season. I think some of his early struggles... He seems to have got his, uh, his little bit of edge. Uh, and I think he's been a very dependable part of the uh, uh, defence out of the secondary. And I think since we saw, saw the defensive adjustment of him taking over for Oliver, that was the catalyst that's really tightened up everything at the back end. And I think he's holding that together. Uh, and I do like his slightly spiky attitude as i think uh dk metcalf can can attest to which i did see that obviously uh fred warner got fined and demo got fined and metcalf got fined i think more than but than the two other guys combined so uh that's that's always nice to see isn't it but yeah uh please please for demo he's always up there as well with tackles come the end of the season he's going to be probably in the top five I think in number of tackles the team has made, you can you can tell it's usually Warner or Greenlaw near the top, but usually third or fourth on the list is Demo. He makes he's making a lot of tackles, so uh, yeah, good to see. Happy with my player watch. Shall we uh, go on to um, score predictions? I think. Have you got the little table, Maggie? I do it's, indeed. It, it's getting to the uh, business end of the um, of the regular season, and that's. For the score predictions as well, there's not that many games left for me to recover my lead or for, for Lee to come from nowhere and steal it at the last moment. Yeah, there's no many games. Well, if if we're thinking we're going up to the Super Bowl, there's still there's still uh, there's still quite a game, quite a few games I to think go. We are right? and, that, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We, we're definitely going to do that. So it's not just free, but uh, another free after that because uh, we're going to get number one spot and then free games. So it's six more games, you know, 15 points a game. What's that for? 90 points to be had. So mm. uh, it's not it's not over until it's over, I guess. Uh, but yeah, a uh, bit of a separation on this one. Uh, very happy about my prediction. So close. One field goal away. Um, it's always it's, it's a good job I didn't go for 50 like I almost did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Lee, uh, Paul and Gareth all got five points for uh, guessing the winner. Um, scores Gareth was the closest in uh, uh, Cardinal side with the 20 yeah. they scored 29 they had a last touchdown you were you would you would have two more points which I know I, Lee I did not like. score points on this because they, they usually do and it struck yeah. me as one of those games that the Cardinals always seem to give us a good game and I do think with their new coach they haven't got the talent but no. they do seem to have a bit they seem to be organised and they seem to still be playing for a three and whatever that is, three and eleven team, yeah. fair play. He said the coach seems to have got them uh, playing for him, and I think they are going to be uh, um, improved next year because I think they've got two first round picks as well. Because I think they traded last year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they've got, and they'll probably pick really high. Obviously, being uh, not very good. Uh, yeah, and I don't think Kyler Murray is going to go anywhere. He's uh, he's good. Mm. He's a good QB. I think. Um, you know, if you can put his head down. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got the most points, uh, guessing 48. Obviously, the Niners scored 45, so I was within three. Just a couple of uh, extras. 
couple of extra points. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the table looks like this for people listening. Uh, I'm at the top with 73. Paul is second uh, with 71. Lee third with 63. It's a bit of a gap there. And Gareth bringing the rear with 60 mm. points. So it's only 13 points. So, you know, uh, one one good guess and you can be right back in it. Uh, so it's not <laughs> so over. One perfect score prediction. I'll say he's in everybody. I'm clinging on to that. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> um, that's a good chance. Like you said, and... I mean, look at it that. Um, at one point, Nadji, me and you were both celebrating the Cardinals has only scored 13 points and we were like, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. more, no more, because we'd have been. And it, it has brought an element of fun, Gareth, to this cause. Yes. We know Lee is ultra competitive and I, mm. I don't believe he's missing the pods just because he's not doing well. Or as Nadji would say, predicts better, Lee. Predicts better. But I think all jokes aside, it has added a fun element because you try to work out at home Right, what did I predict? Oh, what mm. score has he got? And what score has yeah, he got? Yeah. Like you've said, if if Gareth gets the score right this Sunday coming, Nadja, that's 15 points. Jump yeah. straight up mm. the straight leaderboard if we get it's, it wrong. So, yeah, absolutely. I, it's not, I've enjoyed it's not it. over until it's over. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun. I, uh, it's definitely been a good addition to this podcast. Uh, it's just a new element. And, uh, you know, we like to improve. Uh, hopefully, we've enjoyed it. I don't know if it's that oh, fun yeah. for anyone else, but we've I think been, it is. We're indulging yeah. ourselves. I think we'll uh, we'll try and extend it to the people next year. See if we can the people somehow mm-hmm. get them involved playing against us. That'll yeah. be fun too. We'll see. Yeah. So, any uh, any final thoughts on the game before I wrap it up? I think we've covered yes. everything. Uh, yeah, just please, Brock and Christian and everybody. No injuries like that. Mm. Those two plays back to back when CMC went out and then Brock went out. Uh, I think we all stopped breathing for about 15 minutes until they were both back on the field. But that's life in the NFL. It could happen at any point, and and the dream could be over in a, in an instant. So uh, let's just enjoy it whilst uh, you know it's the festive seasons. Um, but yeah. Um, are, you, are you saying you don't have faith in Sam Darnold to take us all the way? Should he be, be required? I don't know. We haven't seen enough of him. Um, hmm. His past experience would say no, but um, I don't know what he looks like in this system. Uh, maybe he can thrive. don't know. Don't be dropping no. a rabbit hole at this part of the show. <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say this. Sam came in for three plays. And we gave him two passing plays in a row. That tells me we have a bit of confidence in him, yeah. not to uh, to mess this up too badly. So, who knows? He could come in and have a Nick Fall type of uh, experience. I, I did yeah. get nervous though, Nadji, when they put his stats up on the screen after the first pass, and I think oh, he had yeah, as many man. interceptions as touchdown passes. Now to remember, he yeah. played for bad teams. He yeah, bad teams. really but bad teams. <laughs> I did like to see him pass. And all I was going to say, Gareth, not final thoughts on the game. But I'm loving the engagement from the community. The mm, Discord yeah. chat was on fire again last night. Yeah, so CMC was it? Was CMC the Discord? Yeah, Discord MVP yeah. CMC. So that's that right. that's added another element. Voting for your player of the week. A second after the game finished, I saw someone in the group share a link for the NFC West hats and <laughs> yeah, T-shirts. So I, I I went for the Super Bowl ones, and I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. We do love doing these podcasts. We do love doing the YouTube shows, but would be pointless if people didn't listen didn't download oh, yeah. and on that note we haven't said this for a while gareth but we would please appreciate any new people in the group like subscribe download totally. tell your friends it, the numbers are going up and, and we are absolutely delighted but again 
just please keep the support coming for us yeah. four and five with Nick on a Tuesday. And on that note, chaps, tomorrow, I'm not sure when this will be posted, so it's a Tuesday. It's going to be a very festive feel. Oh, the on last the live. one. Wow. Yeah, on the live. So tune in for some festive spirit tomorrow. But, and one final note, Gareth, thank you to you two. Because oh. I was looking forward to today yeah, talking football. And we, we're beaming from here to here. We, we, we meet up every week and chat, and it just makes the season even more special that I'm sharing this with friends. I just want to say thank you to you both. Thank you, man. It's That's it's a special it. season. We've had it we've is. had a couple of special seasons, I think, as this team has been building. And this just mm. feels you know, everyone's enjoying it and let's let's enjoy it. We did this we said the same last year, I think. Let's enjoy it. Let's yeah. enjoy it while it lasts because we know how bad things can be and we yeah. know how franchises can go up and down and suddenly you're 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 building, you're almost the championship team. And then a couple of years later, it can all fall apart, but it doesn't feel like this. It really does feel like uh, Kyle and John have done what they intended to do, which was build a team that would be competitive year after year. So uh, it is, it is a good time. You you went off my uh, Sam Darnold point that I was going to make. <laughs> I think that the stat came up and it sort of, they described him as the six year veteran, which of course he, he is. It doesn't seem that long ago that he was a, he was a rookie, um, but it just it was interesting that I'd read something in a week talking about Sam Darnold talking about how helpful Brock had been in mentoring him. <laughs> it's just that well, we he, said, was, we he said, was a number three overall pick six years yeah, ago, yeah. and he's we talked said, about how Brock Purdy's helped him. So I've I've got some trust. Know. Sam might not cost us games if he had to come in. True. Well, we said on Same. Thursday, Sean Gareth, because um, you missed it when me and Nadji were talking. I'd read an article where when CMC had being traded across on the Saturday, they needed a player to walk him through the playbook, and it was Brock mm-hmm. Purdy. And CMC talked about this kid was amazing. And you think from day one, that's where their relationship isn't. Like you said, there you forget. How old Brock again, Nadji? 22? Yeah, years 22. Of age. Yeah. And, like and Sam Darnold's talking All about this in, in that way. And, and we can't not say, get well soon, Lee. We've get missed well you, buddy. Save yeah. that voice because we're missing History Corner. And now I, I dropped in a a word that he liked me to use on Thursday, but I made a note of not to mention it tonight because that means he's winning at the moment. And I know he's so bloody competitive. I need him to come back and drop a few fantastics in the next couple of episodes. That's right. <laughs> well, we hope you come back soon and are feeling fantastic. And yep. you're, you're back from being under the weather. There we go. Great stuff. So thanks, lads. And thanks Thank to you. everyone who listens and watches the show. What did you make of the game in the desert? Who do you think deserves the MVP award? Because don't forget that when the season finally finishes, we will have the much coveted 49er Faithful UK Awards. And it is that time of the season to start thinking about who might be getting your vote for the uh, for the usual uh, MVP, Offensive Player, Rookie and Defensive Player of the Year awards. Mm, I, I look forward to that. Um, I made a rod for my own back, I think, setting that up. But uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good way to end the season. We will be back later in the week to look ahead to the Christmas Day crunch. The AFC's number one seed, Baltimore Ravens, come to Levi's. And as it is the season for giving, I hope we give them an absolute battering. <laughs> it's the pointy end of the season. The division is won, but bigger games are on the horizon. Enjoy your week and go Niners. Come on, let's bag nine again. Deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison hurts, stiff 
far, I'm going 99. Don't get it twisted, running all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever.